Hi there, this is Laurie Handlers, and um, I wanted to let you know that starting now, I will not be available anymore on ButterflyWorkshops.com. Actually, ButterflyWorkshops.com will be rerouted to, da-da-da, drumroll, LaurieHandlers.com. I'm rebranding myself to LaurieHandlers.com, long awaited. I'm very excited about it. If you go there, you can receive my Amazon international best-selling book, Sex and Happiness, for free. All you have to do is order it and pay the postage. And once you've done that, you can also package and bundle and order every single program that I've created. Like, I finally videotaped everything and you will be able to get everything. So that's from Bliss, my beginner's tantra class, which is now Bliss Redux, because I've added to it. And you can get Sex Magic, you can get Lottie Han, Body Han, you could get Moving Through Powerful Emotions, which is my emotional release package. You can get Hot Seat Conversations from the Academy for Men with my partner, Michael Gibson, and myself talking about the hard conversations that couples need to have before, during, and after sex, how to really communicate. And also there's Tantra meets BDSM, and there's probably more that I'm not thinking of right in this moment, but I wanted to let you know to go to lauriehandlers.com and pick up your package of goodies that I have for you at very, very nominal fees. That's Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, handlers, H-A-N-D-L-E-R-S.com. Please go there. If you do click on ButterflyWorkshops.com, you'll just be redirected to LaurieHammers.com because I have completely rebranded myself. Yay, me. Thank you. And please tell your friends. Sex and happiness both enrich our lives. Yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi everybody, this is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness. And I always say that, but it's also about my sex and my happiness because I grow so much from doing this show and I learn so much from doing this show. And I just basically have a great time and I fall in love with my guests and maybe you do too. It would be nice if you let me know that and I could have some people back again that you want to hear more from. Anyway, today I do have somebody back again because he has an alter ego. So just uh, not terribly long ago, maybe a month or so ago, I interviewed Kazembe Abina and we talked about his healing practice and uh, energy as medicine and um, and we, you know, I picked his brain for his knowledge about different systems. And today, I have him back on the show because we're going to be talking about his other persona and other talents that he has. So I just want to uh, introduce him properly for Kasembi Abina and his Dom alter ego, Lord Vesper. BDSM is where sensuality meets art meets spirit. 
Lord Vesper has been practicing BDSM for nearly 20 years. Synergetic BDSM is Lord Vesper's own unique form of BDSM that focuses on connection, healing, intention, and trust through energy cultivation, sensual touch, and impact play. Over eight years of training as an energy practitioner and tantra professional have given Lord Vesper a unique set of energy cultivation skills, techniques, and sensibilities that he uses to further connect people to themselves and others for greater joy, healing, and liberation. So that all that to say that Kasembe also has a Dom alter ego, and that's who Lord Vesper is. And most of you know that in the last couple of years, I've had this tremendous interest in BDSM and where it intersects Tantra. And so that's how he and I met. I mean, we met at a retreat, but we found out that we had some similar interests and here we are. So I'm going to introduce, I'm going to welcome you as Lord Vesper rather than as Kasembe. Lord Vesper, welcome to Sex and Happiness. Thank you so much, Lori. What a pleasure being here again. It was a great time last time. I look forward to the same great time and even more this time. So thank you so much. Thank you. Well, since that time, we've seen each other actually in person because you came to Phoenix yes. for a couple of weeks and you put on a BDSM workshop, a synergetic BDSM workshop here in the Phoenix area and a whole bunch of people that I know and some that I don't know attended uh, this event and um you got to show my phoenix area peeps your skills so how did you so here's the thing you know you grow you grew up i knew you i know that you grew up as kind of religion playing a major part in your life i don't know if it was baptist religion or what but i know that that played a big part and so how did you go from being you know sort of a nice little church guy to being like a BDSM dom. <laughs> it's, always like, it's always an interesting, how does one make that switch? Because I know my listeners, a lot of people like, they're kind of afraid of um, kink. They're afraid of BDSM because what it would mean for them. So how did you yes. make that transition for yourself? Great question. And I did indeed grow up in a religious household, Baptist. Um, and for me, it was eventually the idea facing me, facing the notion of the fact that I, that there was something missing and, uh, there was a, a bit of happiness that was missing and also wanting to truly live as authentically as I could. Mm. and being honest about my desires, being completely honest about my desires, say, okay, I'm going to close the door on, you know, what my family thinks and what my, what the church thinks and what the community thinks and all these things. And just, and just let, let me just sit in myself and let me be honest about what I like and what I want. Um, and, and I started practicing really as a central dom, just privately, of course, uh, way back then, I, you know, this was uh, in when I was living in L.A. And I would use, you know, incense and scented oils and, you know, colors. I had a strobe light and I had filters for colors for the strobe light that I would use and all these things and certain type of music. 
back then, of course, you know, we were mostly using cassette tapes. So I would, I would have a special mix of music for my sessions, you know, and, and it really became an expression of myself. And I think there's also something that tends to happen in oppressive spaces where you can only oppress yourself for so long. <laughs> it is eventually, you know, yeah. Yes, please, <laughs> it, yes. It's eventually going to show that, you know, you eventually are going to, are going to see yourself and you're going to show yourself in one way or another. And I also made the decision that I wanted, I wanted to convey myself in a positive light or, or in a space that would welcome who I really was. So, okay, I got it. I completely get it. And it's, um, for me, it's understandable because I made the bridge. I've already made the bridge myself, but I'm going to probe a little bit more because I know sometimes it's difficult for people, you know, to actually understand because when people see BDSM in video or even that movie that they all saw, that all the housewives mm. of America saw, um, <laughs> they don't understand two things as far as I can see. One is that it's consensual. Absolutely. And that nobody really knows what consensual play is because Mm -hmm. the fact that countries take over other countries and dominate them, the fact that uh, people fight over, over money and land and food and supplies and oil Mm -hmm. is domination and they, that's non-consensual domination. Absolutely, absolutely. And so when they see somebody getting spanked or flogged or choked or other things, people, it's easy for people to project this person is hurting this other person against their will because that's already in our nervous system non-consensual domination by the government, by religion, by our parents, by by rapists, by whatever is already in our nervous system. It's the way we are programmed. It's hardwired in our system Mm -hmm. to be dominated non-consensually. And that's what people act out about. Like they don't, they feel powerless until they feel powerful. Mm -hmm. It sounds like in your transition from being a good Baptist son to being somebody who had more self-expression. I'm not saying that, you know, you didn't get anything from the church. I wouldn't be so assumptive, but in making a transition from uh, secular religion to total self-expression with incense and oils and strobe lights and everything that you just said, and saying, you know, well, you could spank someone or you could flog someone or you could choke someone. People have to actually get that that's consensual and that the person that appears that you're dominating is actually asking for that. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so absolutely. I just, it was a big mouthful, but I had to say all that. <laughs> and I love what you said. And it's absolutely correct. Um, 
I think that one of the main things, first of all, the consent, as you said, Lori, we live in a world that where, where we see that where actions are largely, by and large, so many, so many non-consensual actions. Um, so, a lot, as you said, a lot of people don't even know what consent means. So just, just to say this real quickly, with my sessions, I verbally talk about what's going to happen so the person is aware. Then I have what's going to happen it, it, on a piece of, on sheets of paper, it's a contract. So it's right. written out and the person has to sign it there and check off some things of what they want done, et cetera. So everything is above board. And the other thing, however, I'm gonna jump around a little bit here, That's fine. which is what made the, tr the transition easy for me was the intention of my actions. And if you remember, even in the workshop that I did in Phoenix, Lori, you know, someone said that they had a, you know, kind of a, a, a bit of an adverse reaction to what they saw initially. And they, and really it was their stuff that was coming up. It had really nothing to do with my model, but it was their stuff coming up. It was and, their projection, you know, their total projection. Total projection, total transference all day long. And uh, finally, when the, when the model actually spoke up, the model said, I didn't feel any of that. I felt liberated. I felt like something magical happened, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I said, the reason, one, one of the reasons she felt this way, my model felt nothing negative, was because we had, in addition to consent, my intention was to liberate. My intention was to free the goddess. My intention was to support her in love. So I always say that intention colors the action. Yes. Intention always colors the action. And that is because the intention will influence the energies behind the action. And as you know, I often start off, you know, talking about how we only see about 4% of reality and we're mostly right. energetic, et cetera. So with that in mind, understanding that we are largely energetic beings first, then whatever energies we imbue coming from an intention, which is thought energy, is going to affect the action, is going to affect us as, as energetic beings first. So for me, that was the justification uh, as I start to study and go to classes and go to exhibitions and go to uh, dungeons, et cetera, and start to educate myself um, I didn't just take it at face value. I started to explore and say, okay, really, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to do this? And in addition to just loving it and loving women and loving that whole power exchange and loving to loving uh, the, the act and the process of helping someone evolve and free themselves, I loved being in a space where my masculine energy had a safe space to play, mm -hmm. where there was a container for that, and at the same time, a container to hold and support the feminine as well. So those were the intentions, and in my mind, the justification uh, for what I did, as opposed to, oh, this is of the devil, this is this, this is that. Well, that's a very cursory, that's a very... That's just a very shallow perspective without actually investigating things and finding out why people do what they do. Well, so we, you know, we could go into a whole treatise about that, but let's not go there. Exactly. 
Exactly. Exactly. Exactly. But 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 the reason I brought it, the reason I brought it up was because you know I, I want people to know that you are free to investigate your whys, and you are free to investigate and also create your hows. And one of the things that people who do these alternatives, quote unquote, measures of of, of loving, et cetera, um, and, and what they say about quote unquote vanilla culture that does not do these things is that in vanilla culture everything is cookie cutter. People, it's one of one of the prevailing prevailing myths is that it, it's it's cookie cutter. It's very cookie cutter. Um, but in these other types of alternative circles, you get to create your own reality. So mm-hmm. for me, that was also very, very much a huge, huge, huge draw for me. Uh, I felt like I was just a bit of a robot going to church. And, you know, I felt like nothing really spoke to me and my spirit and my soul. And I had to, you know, eventually just create that space. I understand. I understand completely. Thank you. Thanks for, um, thanks for that. I, we're going to take a little break. Thank if you. we come back, I have a few more controversial questions to ask you (laughs) (laughs) wonderful wonderful so if you just tuned in you're listening to sex and happiness and i am interviewing lord vesper who is the dom alter ego of kasembe abina and um you may have heard my show with kasembe um a, a bit ago not terribly long ago and where we talked about energy healing and today we're talking about bdsm his form called synergetic BDSM is another form of healing, believe it or not. And um, I'm asking him some of the hard questions. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that you're asking yourself some of the hard questions for yourself as we go along, because there, there's no, there'll be no growth if you just have judgment. It's better to ask yourself the hard questions. Who am I in the matter of this? So we'll be right back and hopefully you're asking yourself those questions. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it? You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the Spiritual Sexual Shamanic Experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. 
you'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handler's only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to butterflyworkshops.com. That's butterflyworkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. My question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handler's on the Sex and Happiness Show. We're back with Sex and Happiness, and again, I'm interviewing Lord Vesper today, who is a Dom alter ego of Kasembe Abina. Now, Lord Vesper, um, I have another question for you, which is some people feel that people who are Doms are just um, how do I want to say this, are just exercising a place where their suppressed anger is, like that they're really angry people and they're just looking to use this domination as an expression for anger. Now, I know that's not true, but I, I want to ask you this. And <laughs> I want to ask you this because I know that's at the tip of people's tongue and they're, they may be afraid to ask it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that if we look at this like we do anything else, there are good business people and there are bad business people. There are good marketers and there are bad marketers. There are good doctors and physicians and there are bad doctors and physicians. So it's like any, anything else. You're going to have people that do it for the right reasons and quote unquote and the, and the wrong reasons. Certainly there are people that are looking to simply take out their anger on folk. I also want to be honest about this as well that a certain type of aggression, I think, is healthy. A certain type of aggression is healthy. And some people are simply more aggressive than others. 
Um, but if you have absolute disdain, and I'll speak from the standpoint of being a man, if you have absolute disdain for women, if you hate women, I would strongly urge you to seek some sort of counseling and to not engage in this uh, because you are going to end up hurting someone. Uh, you can't love someone, love something and love someone with having, by having, and, and at the same time have contempt for them. So I think that it's something that needs to be looked at. Um, however, you know, the thing that vanilla culture does not consider is that we can at once be loving and be aggressive. You know, and so what it does is being in spaces like this allows you to be honest and it allows you to explore more of who you are multidimensionally. Uh, as much uh, as, I, as I love sensuality and love softness and, and, and love tenderness and this and that, you know, there's a side of me that I had to uh, eventually embrace, which was a harder side, which really makes me a more complete lover, a more complete person, uh, a more powerful person. Um, and I, I've, I often say this, that I think that is, I'm again, bouncing around a little bit here. I think it's very important that we raise our children, boys and girls, but particularly boys, uh, to be in spaces early on where they can exercise their aggression with care in controlled, spaces and contain spaces so that they know how it feels to, to wield a certain type of power and aggression and so they know how what the effects of wielding that on other people are as well so that they can respect their power they can respect other people and they're not afraid and then therefore they, they don't grow up abusing their own power so there's a lot of stuff that can come out of that that's very beautiful what you said it's really it's absolutely true that um what's happening these days is that uh I, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole either, but um, <laughs> one of the things happening these days is that uh, boys are being feminized, and yes. and so yes. so they're lost. I mean, there's yes. a there's a whole generation of uh, I don't know what generation it's called now. I don't know what generation something. Um, yeah, I can't millennials sure and and younger who are not only the the males. Of the of millennials and younger are so mixed up, they so don't know who they are as young men. I did a show recently where uh, I was told that twenty somethings have erectile dysfunction, which I was wow. like, my mouth was like on the ground. I was just like, wow, what? Wow. And wow. so yeah, uh, what you said is so true. There's a uh, there's the the rebound of this of third wave feminism has um, just had has men uh, not knowing who they're shamed, yeah, yeah, shamed and guilty for wielding their own masculinity, and that that is a huge huge problem. And uh, you know, while I absolutely believe in the Me Too movement um, under this patriarchal system, it was absolutely necessary to check men in our behavior. We need to be more responsible, and we have been abusing. Uh, we have been abusing our position. We've been abusing women. Um, but, you know, we don't want to go over on the other side of the spectrum either, where now all forms of masculinity are denied and persecuted. 
and that's not solving a problem, and that's creating another one. Right, exactly. And I'm then sorry. there's all these women going, you know, where are all the good men? And they're right, right there. They're right there, but yeah. they're not attracted to them because those men are not, they're, those men are pussies. So right, it's, and you know, so we've neutered, we've neutered our men. Sure, exactly. we've neutered our men. So yeah, yeah. Well, let's, but here's the thing, you know, I can, I'm like a switch. I can dominate anyone. You mm -hmm. know, I, just want to, I mean, we were talking about male, female, but I want to say as a female, I am a great dom. Um, I can dominate. Absolutely, I, I see it. So Absolutely. much fun. I have so much fun spanking people. Uh, yeah. I was just in New York. <laughs> We went around, I was doing an evening of Lottie Han, Body Han in Manhattan and ah. 30, 30 people showed up and uh, beautiful. two or three of them said, I met Laurie at such and such and she spanked me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, it was so funny. It was such a funny, you know, I, two years ago, you wouldn't hear anyone say that. I never would have done that. Uh, and I never you. would have experienced that. But in the last two years, you know, my Dom persona has come out and Beautiful. I had the best time spanking people and teaching, <laughs> you know, about, about also humiliation, you know, like I've, I've yeah. coupled spanking with the thing that they've been running from their whole life. Yes. Uh, and then they get free. Yes. And so I, you know, so I have to say, I don't want to make it, I just wanted to point out that I don't want to make it like only males dominating females. And then, absolutely, you know, like I'm a really good dom. And then, but that, but then why I say I'm a switch is because like with my partner, I mean, let's say that every 10th time we're together, he says, okay, I want you to dominate me. But Nine out of the ten times, I just totally surrender and submit submit to his domination, which is like totally loving. I mean, he's like a mad scientist. He's like he's yeah. he's like the movie uh, Mel Brooks movie, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you, you you said you, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> you if if I may, you said something very important: the surrender, you know, and. I want to say that that's important. And to your point, indeed, people often ask me, well, can this be more than male, female, you know, in terms of synergetic BDSM? I said, absolutely. This is, this is LGBTQ plus friendly. I mean, it's, it's the whole nine. Absolutely. You know, because it, it comes down to the energetic makeup of a person. Um, I believe that we all have male and female or feminine and masculine energies within us. The degree to which we have them is what will determine our action, our behavior, our likes or dislikes, et cetera. So have fun and feel free to exercise that as you wish with a partner that also matches your desires and, 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 and what you like to do. You know, uh, that's, that's huge. In terms of surrender, one thing that I like to tell people is that even as a Don, whether male or female, you are still surrendering in a sense to your sub. You are still surrendering. You are surrendering to them in terms of surrendering to their needs and their wants in that moment. You're surrendering even before the scene began by checking with them and surrendering to their guidelines and their boundaries. And during the scene, you are surrendering to them so that you can receive them and give them what you need. 
or what they need. If you yes. are not, yes. you know, if you don't surrender to the moment and surrender to them during a scene, you will never be connected to them. And therefore you will never know what they need. You will never know if they, if, if they need more, less, if they need to be touched a certain way, because your, your armor will be, will be up. It is a, it is a synergistic, S-Y-N, it is a, it is a synergistic relationship that needs to occur and a connection needs to occur for a proper scene so, to take place. So based on what you just said, I'd like to say that um, people are fascinated with the toys, the toy aspect of all this. They're fascinated with mm-hmm. flowers and they're fascinated with rope and they're fascinated with, which are all great things. Um, right. And um, that's not the point. Those toys. Absolutely. Are, you know. That's, that's right. That's right. That's not the point. That's, that's just, right. That's a, those are extensions of your consciousness. Those are extensions exactly. of your touch. Those are extend like rope is an extension of your touch. Mm-hmm. That's so, correct. So that's correct. The fascination with the stuff is not the focus at all. If you, that's I mean, right. yeah. So I, I just, I want to say that because, you know, I've, I've spanked a lot of people in the past couple of years and, you know, till my hand hurt. And, <laughs> and, you know, or let's say four or five people have said, oh, I want to be spanked by you. I want to, you know, by the time mm-hmm. the fifth person lays over my lap, I'm like, my hand hurts. And, yeah. yeah. But I prefer that because I can feel. Yes. What I'm wielding. And I don't have as good a skill with those other things. I mean, I can use them, but I don't have that, those kinds of skills. And what I see is people running to the toys. They go out, they saw the movie, they read the book. And so they went out to the hardware store or somewhere, you know, to the latest adult store and they bought all the things. And then, you know, their, their lover or their partner comes over and they just can't wait to use the stuff. But the thing is, one, you need to use your head, and two, you need to use your body and your hands to to absolutely feel what pain feels like. Absolutely, and if I could expound on that a bit, that's a great, great point. I don't use a lot of of, of toys. I don't I don't have a huge kit, uh, and the reason is because I'm looking to explore energetically, and I'm looking to explore within our beings as two people. Um, I use floggers, I use some paddles, I use um, saddle crops, I'll use some restraints, and typically, you know, my, the best restraints I like to use are my hot pink scarves, to be honest. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's the best restraints I, I like to use. Uh, but there's a concept in martial arts that talks about if you want to learn how to wield a knife or a sword, you need to master yourself as an instrument and a tool first without the sword. So in some disciplines, if you find someone who's a, a true sword master or who can really wield a knife well, you better believe that if that knife is gone, you're really in trouble because they, if it's just hand to hand and they have no weapon, you know, they have absolutely mastered that. Right. So, you know, and the idea is to go inward 
mastering the self and the body first before you then grab a tool because the tool is just there to hopefully bring out what is in within us anyway. So I like, you know, I always tell people the best impact tool I have is my hand all day long for some of the reasons you just stated, Lori. I mean, the connection is there. I can feel it. They can feel the heat from my hand, the whole nine. They can feel the energy from there, the whole nine. So I absolutely agree wholeheartedly. But again, again, if that is what it takes for someone to get involved to explore, someone that likes to deal with electric, electric wands and those sorts of things and nipple clamps and those sorts of things, okay, that's fine. Go ahead, and, go ahead and explore that. But just don't forget about the human body. Just don't forget about the human being of yourself and the person that you're playing with. There's such a vast landscape of energetic possibilities there. And that's why we have safe words. Absolutely. <laughs> Just in case you forget. <laughs> exactly. 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 So um, we need to take another break. I, I, I want to make this point um, that has to do with everything you just said. Uh, and then we'll go to break, which is, um, you know, I've been raised in the Tantra world for over 20 years. And um, it really wasn't until I put my toes into the BDSM world that I actually saw clear and concise boundaries. Like, mm. like when I say red, when I say yellow, it means stop. And when I say red, it means no. And no means no. Mm. And um, somehow the words yellow and red don't have as much charge as people who just can't find their no. Like mm. no must have cultural charge or something because in the, mm -hmm. in the, in the BDSM world, I see people easily saying yellow. Mm -hmm. And their per the partner stopping, and I find people in in my world of tantra or my world of ista, I find people having much more difficulty struggling with coming out of their mouth the word no. Mm. So wow. yeah, I don't know what the you know I don't want to make add more meaning to that or anything. I just want to say that I'm so thankful to the kink world when I said you know. I think you know that uh, Michael and I do counting. We do one to 10. And yes. we learned that from, I like that. from Om Rupani. And um, I, like that. I say nine, like he's slowing way down. When I say 10, that's like, <laughs> hands off, don't touch. That's not fun, that's not good. And so mm -hmm. um, that's so much easier than saying, could you just blah, 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 blah. Or would you... Sure. Simply da da da, or no, like it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have any cultural charge to it. It's just numbers and colors. Yes, and it also keeps you in the scene where you don't have to get into it too much. You just throw up a number, and they got it, and then boom, you're moving on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. we can get our head too much in the scene if we have to explain too much in the moment. And that'll take us out of the scene. So Absolutely, I, I like that. I mean, we use that in conversation. We use that in touch. We use that in everything. And I never had so much clarity before as i do now and so i'm i'm pointing out that just the education of it alone changed the game to from cloudy to clear tantra is not all that clear it's much more murky and yes. uh, 
And I'm not saying that I don't love Tanta or that I haven't dedicated my life to it and I'm going to keep. It's just that there never was a place where it was so clear like it is now. Indeed. And that, and that came from, from the work you and I are discussing today. So we're going to take a break there. I hope that people are getting turned on. Uh, (laughs) 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 This is is sex and happiness. I am talking to Lord Vesper, who is uh, the Dom persona or the alter ego of Kasembi Abina. And, um, and we're having a good time with this. So I hope you are too. We'll be right back. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too. Meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with a Sibian has personally increased my sexual response and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add, trust me on this, I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N dot com or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say Lori Handler has told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S for Men. We are back with Sex and Happiness, and I'm Laurie Handlers. And I, on this break, I just realized, you know, the first person I ever talked to about BDSM was Barbara Corellis. And I remember, mm. I remember Barbara telling me some of the things that she, you know, that happened in her BDSM work, and I couldn't get it at all. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, she, she used to set people on fire and then push them into a swimming pool and 
you know, all kinds of practices that were like, I was just like on the, I remember being on the show with her, sitting on my end, listening to her coming across her mic and me going like, really? You do that? What? <laughs> and here I exactly. am today. Here I am right. today. I'm a convert. Right. <laughs> I got religion. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, um, so can I, I, can I? Yes. Yeah, say. I, I want to speak to that real quick, you know, how BDSM is a form of shadow work. And that is also what attracted me to it. So shadow work being the ability or the process of really facing those things that we have buried within ourselves that may not even be bad, but that we may have a stigma attached. We have attached a stigma to those things. Mm -hmm. um, and perhaps some things that are that may be taboo in some circles. But I've noticed that BDSM tends to be a fast track to that. You know, the way that I work incorporating my energetic training along with Tantra, along with BDSM skills is to really kind of excavate, draw out those things that, um, number one, who we really are. And if, if, if we are used to not dealing with an issue, sometimes we need to deal with an issue to get past it. So it's a very effective way to look those things in the face and to deal with those things so that they come up and so that they come out and we can be free of them. So that whole, you know, facing your fears, you know, someone may have an issue with being tied up. Someone may have an issue, as you said, you know, with Barbara, someone may have an issue. Apparently Barbara had someone who wanted to be lit on fire. I'm not sure if their issue was fire, but if it, if it was, that could have, been, could have been a great way to push past that. Light them on fire and push them into fear. a pool. Push past fear. Push past <laughs> yeah, fear. Yeah. All yeah, pushing past all that. Sure. So, you know, BDSM is a great is a great way to do that in addition to the titillation, the arousal, and the sensuality of it. In addition to that. It's a great it's a great way to do that. Again, in a controlled environment and a consensual environment. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. It's true. So, I mean, I'm just saying I've come a long way. Uh, I've come out of judgment. I've come, mm -hmm. I've come to see the, the, uh, the merits, the merit of facing fear, the merit of having clear boundaries, the merit of uh, scripting scenes that, that a person desires. So a person giving voice to their desire I've come to see uh, the love and sweetness between Dom and Sub. And I've seen it. Yes. And I personally have seen it both ways I've, because I've been both. And uh, it's just, uh, it's mind blowing. It's, it's mind boggling because to look at it, it's just not what it looks like. It's just not yeah. at all how it appears. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it just doesn't. And so it really kind of turns a lot of paradigms on their side or, or just upside down. And it kind of gets you to question, you know, this whole apparatus, you know, that we house as, as human beings and, and what it's capable of. Um, you know, the thing that I'd like to add that um, that I've noticed that I've loved with that is the ability to place an intention while doing this sort of work once the body is open 
you can place an intention in the body. And so it then becomes a type of sex magic or sexual alchemy practice without the intercourse. So that also is something that um, I like to explore with Synergetic BDSM. Yeah, that's good too. Well, I don't have intercourse in my um, sex magic anyway in my right, 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 right. practice. Um, so yeah, that's it's super powerful. Yes, thank yeah. you for adding that. Thank you for adding that. So let's see if we have anything you know else that we haven't explored. I, there's one piece I haven't touched at all, which um, I which I guess I'll go there now, and that is you're African American. So yes. I feel I so so I'm a white woman you're an African American male and I I feel and it just it dawns on me every single time I teach a class and Tantra meets BDSM that uh BDSM could actually heal all the isms So I think that BDSM could heal racism I think that BDSM could heal sexism. I think that BDSM could heal ageism. And I guess there's some other isms that I probably haven't thought about, you know, or named. But I think that people playing out taboo scenes so that it comes out of shadow, exactly what you just addressed, mm -hmm. could heal ism, could heal the isms. It absolutely has that potential. No, no <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, and, and again, this is, this is where, you know, uh, this is where, you know, subculture, quote unquote, is able to achieve uh, what mainstream culture only has one or, one or two ways to, to do, to achieve. Um, the thing about doesn't healing do is it. that. And doesn't do it. Yeah. There's no and success. Doesn't do it. Doesn't do it on deeper level. Yeah, it doesn't do it on deeper level. There's no success yeah, it's true. in racism. There's no success in ending ageism. There's no success in yeah. any of these isms that, uh, yeah. but people could play some pretty racy scenes, you know, and when they play racy scenes, they could, I mean, people, I look, I've done emotional release and uh, where two African-American women have said to me when we did the, the actual lying down on the floor and hitting the floor in my emotional release type, They've said that they saw the middle passage, like they felt mm -hmm. Absolutely. coming across on a slave ship, and they yes. and their body let go of their ancestral ties of suffering, right yes. on the floor, right in my emotional release sequence. So I know because it's, it's also been said to me that so I've that I've seen scenes where. Uh, Jews play out Nazi scenes. I've seen I've seen mm. scenes where, you know, other people of color played out slavery and uh, mass, mm -hmm. and and they got free of it. Like they just they played it out as I've played out daddy daughter scene and gotten free mm -hmm. of my hangups with my father. So yes, yes, so, and I, I think I. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I feel like it has the scope of healing things in a way that I don't know that anything else does. I, I, I agree with that. It's, uh, you know, shadow, shadow work tends to be a fast track. Uh, it tends to be a fast, it can be a fast track to healing. And again, you know, I think the, pro, the propulsion of the healing is the energy and the intention. 
you know, the intention of right. what you're looking to do. Right. I also, you know, I had a, a, a client and uh, a black woman, and she had also said that, you know, that uh, during part of the scene, she was experiencing, um, she felt like she was experiencing a violation from a slave master, you know, right. and she said she was able to release and release that, you know. So, and as I've, as I've said before, too, you know, for me, being a black male, I just could not justify beating on anybody, but particularly not beating on a sister, a black woman, right. uh, given what, we, what we've been through without, without the proper intention and the proper love. There's just no way. And so, I, but I think that, again, with the proper intention, uh, with the proper love and the energy behind it, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so that's like, that's, a, that's something that people don't know. They don't recognize. Yeah. They don't see it. it doesn't occur as obvious. And yes. to me now, it's so obvious. Yes. And I want to say this too, Lori, you know, with your, as with your emotional release and with Synergetic BDSM, and I want, to, I want to give people the spelling of Synergetic BDSM. It's not synergistic, it's synergetic. It's a made up word, two words, central energetic. So it's S-E-N-E-R. G-E-T-I-C, just like with your emotional release, it's about the energetic component. That's the thing that puts it over the top. Even if you, I, I think the energy generated uh, during a BDSM scene in general can even do that. And then if you specifically address and focus on something, it just only gives that issue more fuel to be released. So that is something that really really is the critical part of you know whether it's emotional release or whether it's synergetic bdsm or something like that is the energetic component of it the energy that is cultivated to focus on an intention and release something to heal so good it's so good i'm so glad that you reinforced that how how do people get in touch with you if they want to find out more you know if they want an in-person session where should they okay. find you if they want to if they want to talk to you about their intentions like how do they find you i am uh on instagram as lord vesper so that's l-o-r-d v as in victor e-s-p-e-r uh they can also email me at lord vesper 22 at gmail.com i live in atlanta georgia currently uh i'm available here for couple sessions workshops and also single individual sessions. I'm also uh, available to uh, go out to anywhere really in the world. And, and as, as I've done a few times here in the States to uh, teach workshops for couples and, and individuals on Synergetic BDSM, just like I did in Phoenix with you, Lori. And thank you again for hosting me. So uh, I'm available for all that, available for, of course, you know, podcasts and, and, and just to talk and lecture and the whole nine and exhibitions as well. I've also been in LA and put on some exhibitions as well as uh, Atlanta um, and Florida. So I'm available for all those things. Right. That's when we met Florida. Absolutely. And that exhibition was awesome. So um, thank you. Yeah. We still have, we still have implements and tools that we, received in that session with you <laughs> that's great that's great so yeah, uh, yeah let me just add this before we end and that is that lord vesper shows you how 
very common uh, kitchen items and other things can be used to uh, to start to play, uh, such as shoehorns, fly swatters, neckties, things like that, which was so fun. It was so much fun to to receive those <laughs> and play with those things as as right. you know as tools of BDSM. So thanks for being my guest today. It is a Thank pleasure you. to be with you always. And Likewise, Lori. Thank you so much for having me on again. Yeah, and Thank to you. explore this topic because people just don't get it. And when they do right. get it, their eyes become like wide, like saucers. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A whole new world opens up as it should, as exactly, it should. Exactly, exactly. So thank you. Everybody, please tune in again next time when I will have another amazing guest talking to you about your sex and your happiness. I mean, what else is there really? If you're not, if you're not sexy and happy, it's like, really? <laughs> what are you doing? Cut it out. Start getting sexy and happy and you will be happy. You will be happy. All right. I'm saying namaste and thank you everyone for being my listener. I wouldn't do this without you. And um, hopefully you enjoyed this show. I enjoyed it a lot. So I'm signing off for sex and happiness. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.